0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the drive for the top 25. What does BYU have to do to get ranked?
1: When are they most likely to crack the polls? Football insider Blaine Fowler joins us live. His number one takeaway from fall camp scrimmage number two. Plus, we're
0: one-on-one with wide receiver Mitch Matthews and Cougars in the NFL. Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU, Monday, August 24th, wherever. However you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Fire Baton designer, Jerem Jordan.
1: Dude, that's not even close to... What it is. I'll tell you later what it is. But Rob, how about Robert and I over the weekend, BYU's offensive coordinator, and one of the uh, you know main dudes historically from Hawaii, th- throwing around some fire with the BYU football team yesterday. Apparently at a dinner or something they had. That was impressive! How many offensive coordinators in college football can do that?
0: Yeah, Tom Holmel, the athletic director, tweeted out, I wonder if this is covered by workers' comp.
1: That's the thing he probably <laughs> is jokingly serious about. You have to worry about it.
0: <laughs> it was kind of like a social media extravaganza for BYU Athletics over the weekend. Randomly. Cosmo jumping out of a plane.
1: He skydived. Okay, with the pack. Let's mention that. Skydived. Cosmo. Okay, I can't. I've never skydived, but I can't imagine doing it like in a suit where you have limited vision. Okay, how many mascots
0: are jumping out of a plane? Yeah! So BYU has that as well. And then... There was this moment in practice in one of the fall camp practices that Ricky Shumway, who, a receiver in that very deep, what we hope is talented receiver core, he made this catch where the ball is thrown by Tanner Mangum over his right shoulder. He's looking initially over his left shoulder. He just sticks his hands out. And then he sticks his hands out to the right. He's not even looking at the ball. And it just
1: like, it's like stick them in his hands, like, Tanner Mangum to Ricky Shumway. That was quite the play. And so the practice film was tweeted out there, which is cool. Now in the social media era, some of these players, Cordet Jr. is doing this a lot, the fourth string quarterback right now. They're tweeting out some of this practice film, which is fun to watch. And so what a catch by Shumway. So you had these three random things over the weekend. And, and then you talk about this. There's a BYU basketball game today in Spain. So Riley Nelson replied to a tweet that I had, the former BYU quarterback, the grittiest of all time. What does he have for breakfast? Grits. He tweets at me and says, <laughs> where's the game? Because he's vacationing in Bar- Barcelona this morning. So, he said, so we hook him up with the address to the game. Riley Nelson's probably going to go to that basketball game. That's random, and it's 2015, baby. I love the communication. He's going to be our BYU basketball insider for game number three in Spain. Should we do a live hit with him at the end of the show, a <laughs> game hit with Riley Nelson for Barcelona? I would Barcelona? love that. act. Honestly, I would love
0: to do something like that. Before we get to Monday's BYU Sports Nation headlines, first a clarification. On Friday, BYU Sports Nation Mistakenly reported Saturday's BYU football scrimmage was open to the public. It was not. We regret any inconvenience this may have caused. Now, to the headlines. And it starts with BYU football holding its second fall camp scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium last Saturday. Trey Dye all of a sudden became like an integral part of the offense. Six catches, 62 yards. David Kessler, another receiver. You don't hear his name called a lot, at least not to this point. Never. Had, Had five catches, 75 yards. Nick Kurtz, however, 5 for 122 and a touchdown. Mm. Yeah, he's the real deal. There is media availability today. That's in the two scrimmages for Nick. That's right. We'll periscope live interviews at BYU TV Sports at around 2.30 p.m. Eastern.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Wani Unga. Remember him? Rehabbed all of last year. He's with the Giants right now at five tackles. On Saturday, Daniel Sorensen had a big sack at the end of the game, two ta- total tackles for him with the Chiefs, and Kyle Van Noy racked up six, ta- six tackles over the weekend. Injury news for KVN, though his head coach, Jim Caldwell, says Van Noy doesn't have a hernia, which is the injury that derailed him last year in his rookie season, but says he's got some issues. More as soon as we hear it on Kyle Van Noy's injury.
0: Yeah, Kyle can't stay healthy right now.
1: It's unfortunate yeah, because he's one of the best defenders BYU's ever had.
0: 19th-ranked BYU women's soccer opened the season with a 2-0 victory against 18th-ranked California on Friday night, that game in Hawaii. The Cougars play number 3-ranked Stanford, also in Hawaii, at 1 a.m.
1: Eastern time. Big win, big opportunity tonight. And CBSSports.com released a poll of over 100 Division One coaches in college basketball that asked... Who's the best offensive coach in all of college basketball? Dave Rose received 6.8% of the vote to come in sixth place right behind Mike Shashevsky. Wow.
0: With flamethrowing, skydiving, and all sorts of headlines out of the way, we implore you, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Rank and file. There's Stewart in the pocket, throwing deep. Matthews is wide open after the defender fell down, and Matthews, touchdown,
0: BYU. Get used to that. The preseason AP college football poll hit the worldwide interweb yesterday. That means college football is less than two weeks away, 10 (laughs) days to be exact. To Michigan at Utah. That headline game on that Thursday night. Mm. The reigning national champion, Ohio State Buckeyes... Listen to this. Are the first ever unanimous preseason number one. The Buckeyes received all 61 first place votes from a panel of media members. No surprise. How about BYU? The Cougars did receive two votes. And if you're counting, wait for it, Jerem, BYU is tied for 39.
1: This is one of my things. is not in 39th. It's called the top 25 poll. It's not like college tennis where they rank like the top 100. So all of a sudden, like 70th ranked BYU upsets 49th ranked uh, loyal to Marymount. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. They're, BYU's not 39th, but it is nice to have some votes, right? To be acknowledged. Granted, only two. Only two. If BYU wins some games in September, they're going to have a lot more votes than two. Let's roll out today's Twitter question with that backdrop What will BYU need to do in 2015 to become ranked in the top 25? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet at JDGibbons19. Stay healthy. Play sound defense. Get the running game going. Or to sum it up, win nine games, including two in September. So the question there is, he thinks just after the season happens, not maybe during the season. When, when, and what will BYU need to do maybe to get ranked in the middle of the season? Another tweet at JMort007. One simple answer. Win. Winning solves all. Oh, if you don't want to win Big. And if you want to win big, can't hurt either. That's one interesting thing about Bronco Mendenhall's um, mindset with games is he doesn't his philosophy he doesn't want to blow people out and embarrass them. You you know what does the best for your besides winning for pollsters winning big. So why can't BYU go Mad Max the first three quarters? and then the fourth quarter, pull off the pedal, and then cruise to victory, right? That matters. Why did, why did BYU make a splash when they beat Texas last year? It's not that they won at 41 Texas. 41-7. It's that they won by 34. That's why if you can beat someone and crush them, that sends a mess, another message. What
0: will BYU need to do in 2015 to get ranked in the top 25? Use the hashtag BYUSN. When do you think they will get in the top 25? I like this question because they're... Are a lot of elements to it. Is nine wins? J.D. Gibbons, nineteen, said nine wins is enough for BYU to be ranked at the end of the season. So if the Cougars Probably. finish nine and four, nine and four with this schedule. Are they ranked? That's right on the edge for me. Yeah, right and, on the
1: edge. And again, depends. Do you do you get a win where you blow? Like, does, if BYU blows out Boise State at home, that's going to mean a lot more than barely winning against someone else, right? Can BYU go to Michigan and win big? Can BYU win big at Nebraska? Just winning is the bottom line. I, if BYU won by one point every game this year, I, I wouldn't care. Because winning is what matters the most. But if you can win big, that's another thing. That will help you climb the polls a little more. There
0: is an outside shot for
1: BYU to get ranked
0: with a win at Nebraska. Because it's on ABC National and it's a name opponent. I think they would have to win in impressive fashion. To make a statement like they did at Texas, yes, but there is an outside shot. However, if BYU wins two of the first three games, any combination of two wins between Nebraska, or among Nebraska, Boise State, and UCLA, I think BYU will be ranked.
1: Yes, because East Carolina did this last year. I believe that East Carolina was 2-1, they beat North Carolina... They beat Virginia Tech and they lost to South Carolina, and I believe they might have been three and one. But they got into the AP Top 25 uh, in that situation. And BYU is playing a tougher schedule than that. Now at South Carolina, that's a tough game. But North Carolina was a preseason ranked team, which brings us to the stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat
1: of the Day. Nine teams in the 2014 AP preseason Top 25 poll finished unranked. That's almost 40%. Nine. Can you believe that? You look at some of these teams in the top 10, even Oklahoma's ranked fourth, South Carolina ninth. They did not finish ranked. The point being here, there are spots in the shuffle for a team like BYU. Should they have success in September when hopefully all four games at, at home in October, that they're in a position to be ranked after being unranked. There, there have only been two teams In the past 31 years that have gone from unranked to national champion, by the way. Can you name them? Auburn with Cam Newton and Brigham in 84. The
0: turnover in the poll from the preseason to the final rankings, as Jerem just noted, is kind of eye-popping. Nine teams out of the top 25 unranked. Now that kind of turnover is exactly why Bronco Mendenhall despises early season rankings. He's been a proponent for a long time of waiting until midseason and then ranking
1: teams, but we need the rankings, and I like it. We need it. And here's my opinion on the on the Twitter question. I think that if BYU goes two and zero or two and one, they will be ranked. I, I think two and zero they're ranked. But if if they start in any situation besides two and zero or two and one, I think BYU you have to get to seven and two to get ranked. I think it would take a while to come back from a a zero and two, one and two, one and three start. And get ranked. Let's uh, look
0: at last season as a case study, Jeremy. BYU started out in 2014, tied for 43rd. Again, going back to that my
1: favorite thing, wonderful statistic that you love <laughs> so much when you're counting. They darts. were 40, number 43. BYU takes on. Are we going to say number 39 BYU takes on number 30? Whatever Nebraska, 34. I think Nebraska. <laughs> I don't graphics, know. Maybe, maybe we that. should
0: just do that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they beat UConn. So you think, well, UConn was a terrible team. How much could that really do for BYU? Well, jumped them up eight spots if you count votes. They were 35th. And then they destroyed That's Texas. a jump. And jumped 10 more spots in at number 25. So BYU 2-0 oh, after wins against UConn and
1: Texas. Wait, BYU was, only jumped two more spots after beating Texas? Isn't and that then interesting? Then they did UConn 8-10? to 10? That's But you move 18 spots. Now you're talking.
0: Well, they're on a Friday night. They were one of the only games in college football. They looked impressive. Taysom Hill had a lot of notoriety. They win by 25. So, yes, they made somewhat of a statement. It might not that's, have been that's good what, enough for us.
1: Yeah, but winning big, and that's big, 25-plus is big. Yeah, that matters. So
0: they, they're 2-0. and oh, They get it at number 25, which is why I think, okay, with, this, with three name opponents those first three weeks, BYU can find a way to win two of those games.
1: They're And only, and only one of those teams is, is ranked. Right? Sorry, it's two of those teams. So two of the first three weeks, you're playing ranked teams two as of now. Two ranked opponents. Assuming Boise State beats Washington at home. Which they will. And they that's I... lose on the turf. Yeah. And they Chris just... Peterson comes back, by the way. Drama. They just don't.
0: Drama. This tweet in from at BigDXPC. Eight plus wins would be a great start. It starts with Nebraska.
2: Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
1: Twelve days away. We're in the throwing away in their we're name. that close. Yeah, we're that close. 12 days, man.
0: One syllable numbers. 12 days away it's from It's the BYU week before the week. At Nebraska.
1: I, this week, I told my wife, hey, let's let's make sure we hang out a lot because football starts next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll still hang out. Every football, be football fan yeah.
0: in America yeah. is thinking a similar thing right now yeah. with their significant other. Whether it be a woman or a man. Hey, I'll see you in February, okay? We'll, we'll see you. <laughs> the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What will BYU need to do in 2015 to get ranked in the top 25? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Dilly Dally says, beat Nebraska. Ending their opening game win streak will make noise nationally. Nebraska's won 29 straight home openers. Again, I, I agree. If you beat Nebraska, there's a shot.
1: You got a shot.
0: There's a shot because they are Nebraska and it's on ABC National and they've well, got ho- that
1: crazy home win streak. Well, hold on. BYU's not going to jump 14 spots by beating Nebraska, I don't think. They jumped 25. 8 by beating UConn, Jerem. 8. I, yeah, I don't... Eh, maybe. Maybe. And you're talking 24th to 25th. 15 or 16... 14 or 15 spots?
0: Wow. If they beat Nebraska East Carolina. impressive because of the stage,
1: yeah, East Carolina by the way went three and one after they beat North Carolina seventy to forty one. Okay, seventy points in a game.
0: Twenty nine point noticed. win,
1: three and one. You're in.
0: That gets you noticed. Coming up, national champion quarterback and college football insider Blaine Fowler. Does he think BYU is ready to go if they played right now? This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Blaine's ready to go.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Check this out. We're very excited about this. Starting next Tuesday, September 1st, BYU Sports Nation will have a rebroadcast at 6 Eastern time of the noon Eastern time show. This is a brand new thing. Starting next Tuesday, you can watch us live at noon Eastern, and then there is a rebroadcast at six p.m. Eastern time. That starts next Tuesday, September first. Very super, super Tuesday, and we'll get we'll get to that because okay, let's talk about it right now. Six Eastern, BYU Sports Nation's first ever rebroadcast yes. in the evening. So if you miss it in the morning, you can listen to the iTunes podcast, tune in online, whatever. But if you can watch it online when you get home or whatever from work, seven Eastern time, the debut of Inside BYU Football, the one-hour uh, pre. Uh, Preseason fall camp edition of the show. It's going to be fantastic. 8 Eastern after further reviews debut, previewing the game against Nebraska. That's next Tuesday, starting at 6 Eastern, then 7 Eastern, 8 Eastern. Three straight hours, homie. New content, brother. I I love it so
0: much. Our Twitter question today, what will BYU need to do in 2015 to become ranked in the top 25? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now. BYU national champion quarterback, our good friend Blaine Fowler, college football insider. Blaine, I, uh, I want to read you a tweet from at deyoung1993. He said, tell Blaine Fowler he did a great job as the MC at the Big Blue Bash on Friday. So there's that, Blaine.
2: Wow, that was very nice. It was fun. You know, Rebel has co-hosted that with me for the last 10 years and had a pretty good excuse this year. He had to be in Hawaii with the women's soccer team.
1: Hawaii, and somehow, baby.
2: He, somehow he worked that into a two-week little uh, junket to Hawaii. So I was a little jealous <laughs> of Verbell. And then I ended up having to uh, to kind of MC the whole thing without him there. We had Ben Criddle that did the beginning part, and he did a fantastic job. So a little change-up this year. It was really fun, though. Bronco was fantastic, and they had Mitch Matthews there and also Bronson Kafusi, And uh, and then Taysom Hill spoke to the group. And, um, and then Frank Wintrick. What a dude he I, – I talked to him for about a half an hour, and i would talked to him before, but I really got a chance to visit with him. That guy is awesome. Oh, he's now, on now, point. I see, I, now I see where the players are so excited. Like, I talked to him for a half an hour. I felt like I couldn't go up on the stage. I needed to go home and work out. That's what I felt <laughs> like I needed to do. So, very motivating dude. He was awesome.
1: Blaine, uh, you were at the scrimmage, uh, the second fall camp scrimmage on Saturday. What were some of your big takeaways from that scrimmage?
2: I, I was glad to see the offense bounce back a little bit, Uh, you know, during the fall, things go back and forth. And the defense needed to step it up. And in the previous scrimmage, I thought the defense was fantastic. This scrimmage was more balanced. So the defense made some big plays. The offense made some big plays. I think both sides of the ball left this scrimmage with some confidence, and that was a good thing.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, national champion quarterback, college football insider. Our Twitter question today, Blaine, is, what does BYU have to do to get ranked? in the 2015 season? You can take that question a number of different directions, but what comes to mind first when you hear
2: that? Well, if we're talking about the balance of the season, they probably have to win nine games but in the regular season, but the three losses have to be against certain teams. So they have to be, a couple of them have to be against one of the first four, and then maybe one of them against Missouri, for them to have nine wins and be ranked. Otherwise, if they lose to one of the kind of in-between games, then they're going to have to have 10 wins. So if we're talking about the balance of the season, that's what we're talking about. If we're talking about how fast can they be ranked, I mean, if you guys talked about that, how fast could they pop in there?
0: Yeah, when's the earliest? I think if they win two of the first three games, there's no way they're not ranked in the top 25.
2: Well, it depends on how they, how they do it. So they could actually be ranked after the first week right? if they, if they go into Nebraska and they pull a Texas. So so if they look so dominating, and Taysom Hill is just ridiculous, when you have a marquee player like Taysom Hill that everybody's going, okay, let's see how he is when he comes back, because people are going to remember how dominating he was before he got hurt. So if he goes out there and just kills Nebraska, and BYU comes out of there um, with a big-time win, then people are going to go, oh, okay. Well, Taysom Hill's back. He looks healthy. You know, We've underestimated BYU. So there's a chance but they'd have to dominate in that first game. Otherwise, if they just kind of squeak one out and, and they get a win there and then they beat Boise State, I think there's a good chance that after two weeks uh, they could be ranked. If they go to UCLA and win, then there's no question. If, if they start 3-0, and they're top 20. If they start 4-0, and they're top 15. 3-1, if that one loss is at UCLA, they're still top 20. What do you see
1: BYU actually doing in September now that we've had some fall camp to kind of look at and we've gotten closer to... BYU at Nebraska. How do you see BYU starting the season against the Cornhuskers?
2: I think that they're going to be very good offensively. And defensively, I just don't know about the back end of the defense yet. I like BYU's chances at Nebraska because Nebraska's trying to put in a new pro-style offense. It's a big change for them. They're playing a quarterback who's been an option guy in a pro-style ball control offense that Mike Riley's putting in. So I like BYU's chances at Nebraska. I would feel like at this point if BYU's not further ahead with all of the pieces they have back and run the same system than Nebraska is right now, then there's a problem. You would expect them to be. And whether they're more talented or not than Nebraska, you know, I don't know, but they should be further ahead. So I would expect BYU to go win that game in Lincoln. That would be a tough one because they're very talented and they're great at home. So that's what I would expect there. And then I would expect them to get revenge – at Boise State in game two. Now I start to get nervous. I start to get nervous at UCLA. And, man, I wish they played Michigan earlier. I think, I think Utah's got a great opportunity to play Michigan right off the bat. By four games in, you would think Harbaugh would have them rolling a little bit. So i see him them winning the first two, and then the next two, gosh, I just don't know. And that's when I'm really anxious to see how that secondary is coming together for BYU.
0: Talking with Blaine Fowler, BYU TV and College Football Insider. Blaine, if BYU were to play a game tomorrow – Are they ready to go? If not, what do you want to see them adjust and change so that they are ready to go?
2: I think they're close. I think offensively they're ready to go, and I think defensively, I think they're still trying to find the right combination of secondary. That's what they've got to accomplish this week. And I know, you know, based on that scrimmage Saturday, you saw Jordan Prater playing some free safety. And so I think they're trying to find the best combination of players to put back there. If they want to put their best three athletes on the field, Then you have to have Prater, Davis, and Hanneman all on the field at the same time. Well, guess what? They all play corner. So a little experiment. Can Prater be smart enough and and sound enough to play safety? If he can, we may see Jordan Prater playing some safety and playing some nickel in corner in this this effort to get their best three on the field. So I think there's still some questions in the secondary about who's going to be out there and what that rotation is going to be. They have to clean that up this week. I think they have talent back there, and they've looked at way more assignment sound just through fall camp than we saw them eight weeks into the season last year in the back end.
1: Blaine, I go back and forth on this, but I tend to side with um, worry. When I see cross training of multiple positions this late in the game uh, for BYU, for example, you said in the secondary cross training with Jordan Prater, we saw Kainakua playing corner. I don't think he's going to play corner, just some injuries that day. Uh, Mike Hanneman. That makes me think they don't know who the guys are at those positions right now. And so, like you said, okay, let's put the best guys on the field, even if our, you know, third string safety doesn't know what he's doing. I that, that concerns me a little bit. Linebacker, that's been the case a little bit as well, um, especially on the inside. But is, any concern for at this point to have that because that's how I feel.
2: I, I don't think that I don't think that they're feeling like the guys that are there don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I think they're going well, wait a minute, okay, if, if we're doing this thing where you get the best, best guys out on the field, can Prater play safety? Let's see if he can do it. Because if he can do it, all of a sudden, you've got kind of a lockdown secondary, because Prater can cover. He's been the best cover guy through camp. But we know Michael Davis can cover. Hanneman, I think, in the long term, is the best DB they're going to have. He, if he can stay wow. healthy, wow. He, he is, you watch his hips and his feet and his natural instincts he just has it. It's not like he's learning out there. He's getting better just with experience, but the skill set, the way he – how fluid he is with opening and turning and running and then planting and breaking on the football, you just watch him for about five plays in a row and you go, oh, man, this guy's just a natural DB. And he's got the right right size. I just worry that he's just back from a mission and keeping him healthy. If they can keep him healthy, you watch how good Micah Hanneman's going to be. So I, I think this is more about, man, is there a chance we could get – Three really good cover guys out on the field at the same time than it is about somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. So I'm not I'm not real concerned. I am concerned about depth at corner. Very concerned about depth. They had Badger playing some corner and Kai playing some corner, and so I know that's because the young guys don't know what they're doing yet. There's some talented young guys, and so I think that the, the position that BYU can least afford to be have injuries at outside of Taysom Hill is a corner. So so let's all hope they stay healthy there.
0: Follow him at B Fowler sixteen on the Twitter machine, Blaine. A couple of weeks ago, we asked you who would be the fall camp MVP, and you said that it needs to be Taysom Hill. Thus far, Amen has the fall camp MVP in your mind been Taysom Hill?
2: Oh yeah, I, I think without a doubt. I, I think he's really picked it up from a leader, leader, leadership perspective. And to listen, that thing you talked about right at the top, um, the big blue bash up in Salt Lake City, Rio Tinto, listening to Mitch. Matthews speak and to Bronson speak, they both referred to Taysom as leadership. And then listen to the just the very calm confidence that Taysom presented with. I just went, yep, okay, this is a senior quarterback. He gets it. His teammates get it. Uh, and so I felt really comfortable coming out of there. That that he's kind of grabbed a hold of this team, and everybody on the field, offense and defense, is confident that when he's out there, that this offense. Is not not stoppable by a defense.
1: And when you look at the workflow going into this year, and we talked a lot about this during the summer, and luckily the summer's almost over. Let's play ball. BYU looks like they're going to do the same thing, Blaine, which is the offense has got to lead this team, and then the defense has to be good enough. Do you see that the same way I do?
2: Yeah, and and think about it. There were games down the stretch last year that BYU lost where they scored a lot of points. Christian Stewart was effective. That offense was moving the ball, and they lost. And, and it was because the defense just they, they needed to be managing points. They didn't need to be lights out and go just shut people down, but they needed to make teams drive 12 and 13 plays and make mistakes and do those kinds of things. They just didn't do that down the stretch. This defense, I think there's been an emphasis through spring ball and through fall on being assignment sound and doing just that. Don't let things over the top. Now, we've seen some plays over the top to Nick Kurtz, I think we're going to see that a lot, even against good defenses. He's ridiculous out there with a size and speed combination. And the way Taysom's throwing the deep ball, we're going to see that. So I don't know if that's a breakdown of the defense or if he's just really, really good. Um, But if if they can do that, where they can just not allow those types of plays, keep things in front, manage points, keep the score under 24, this offense will outscore pretty much anybody if that defense can manage points and keep teams under 24 points.
0: Blaine, there were a couple of occasions on Saturday that I saw Taysom Hill fake a handoff and run a naked bootleg. Now, in my mind, one, I'm a traditionalist BYU football fan, so I love the naked bootleg as a BYU fan. But is there a better play call for his skill set to get him outside the box? I mean, I wish the outside linebacker good luck because I don't know what he's going to do. How do you see it?
2: Yeah, it's, I love that play. Like When you're playing at quarterback, and, and the thing that has to happen for that to be an effective play, is you've got to be able to run the football a little bit to keep the defense honest, to get that backside end feeling like he's got to come down the line of scrimmage and close it down or that cutback lane's going to be open. Now all of a sudden you've got Taysom Hill with, with a defensive end or an outside backer that's taking a bad angle one-on-one on him on the outside, and that guy's trying to make a decision. Gosh, do I drop in coverage? Do I go attack the passer? I've got a bad angle. I can't keep up with him. The secondary is freaking out right now. They don't know what to do. It, it puts defenses in a really, really bad position. And I, Brett Favre was great at running that play for Green Bay. It was a staple of what they did for years and years. And, and I like that. Taysom Hill's real real good, accurate on the run, just like Brett Favre was. And he's way more skilled running the football than Brett was. So I would love that play. If I was a defense, I I would hate defending that play with
1: him out there. <laughs> Seriously. And buckle up because the Taysom Hill, Kyle Collinsworth, we're going to have a fun season of football and hoops. I'm, I was just thinking about that and saw Mark Durant tweet something, and I thought, you know what, this is, this is going to be a great year. And there's no question of quarterback, you know, who's the guy and who's the second even. Uh, Bo Hodge and Coy Demmer are in development. But do you expect any surprises coming out of the depth chart, which we've been told could come out today?
2: No, I, And, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be any huge surprises and unless we see. And I know the, the depth chart, they'll stick to it pretty much. But the only one we might see is that we might see Jordan Crater playing some more safety. Outside of that, I think we've seen what we're going to see. Um, you know, Moroni at, at wide receiver is going to get some run, which we didn't know going into camp. He's, he's really looked good. Kurtz has been everything advertised and then some. We haven't seen Mitch Matthews much because they've been kind of nursing him along to make sure he's healthy for game one, but I don't think there's any surprises. We thought the receiving core was going to be great. I haven't seen anything in fall camp to dissuade me from thinking that they are great. We've heard that Taysom Hill is going to be better throwing it. He's been better throwing it. The offensive line has been physical like we thought they would be, and we're still wondering about the secondary. So that's a long answer for I don't think there's a bunch of surprises. I I think it's what we thought it was going to be, and that's probably a good thing.
0: Blaine, that was a one-beep interview, and the one-beep happened like two seconds
1: ago.
2: It's got, it's, it's, gay, it's almost game week. We're, we're coming out with a two <laughs> deep, and we're going with a one beef Are you kidding me? That's what it's all about hey, right
1: Fine-tuning. That's pretty good. A one-hitter, you gave it up with one out in the ninth. That's pretty good.
2: We only gave up one big play in today's interview, and that's good. We can, we can keep the one play and make them really work the whole rest of the time. We're in business.
1: Blaine Fowler,
2: ladies and
0: gentlemen, always good to talk to you, my friend.
2: See you guys. See you next week.
1: We didn't realize this till now. Our conversations with Blaine are bend-don't-break. We're hoping not allow a bunch of beeps, just keep the defense for only one over the top. It took so long for us to figure this out. It's
0: a great omen for where BYU football is right now. Heck yes.
1: Yes. The
0: Elite One is officially practicing again, Jerem. I spoke with him after Saturday's scrimmage. Is the Mitch Match 100% healthy? He'll tell you next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Are we going to make t-shirts, Mitch Match? we got to do that. Mitch. Welcome back on a Monday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live
1: on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. Super Tuesday is next week, September first. Because if you're a BYU fan, there's only one place to be: on a couch. Or anywhere on your phone, you know, you can do that too, on BYU TV. First, 6 p.m. Eastern time next Tuesday is the debut of the BYU TV rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation. Then at 7 Eastern, the premiere of Inside BYU Football, taking you inside the locker room, meeting rooms, and more. Then at 8 p.m. Eastern, the season premiere of After Further Review, three straight hours, homie, straight cash, homie, of BYU Sports and football. I'm going to totally ignore... The straight cash
0: homie comment you just made. <laughs> and bring up the fact that this is not just a Tuesday thing for BYU Sports Nation. You can watch BYU Sports Nation twice every weekday, starting on September Noon
1: East, September 1st. 1st. Noon Eastern and 6 Eastern. So the debut is at 7 Eastern, time for Inside BYU Football, and then 8 Eastern for After Further Review. First time for those, and first time for our rebroadcast. So Super Tuesday. September 1st.
0: New content for the win. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougar football team held its second fall camp scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday. Trey Dye had six catches for 62 yards, kind of becoming a more integral part of the offense, at least at this point. David Kessler, five catches, 75 yards. Taysom Hill threw for 143 yards. Good plays on both sides of the ball. So I, don't, I didn't see a clear winner on Saturday. Special teams one. There is media availability today. We will periscope live interviews after practice at BYU TV Sports at approximately 2.30 p.m. Eastern.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Waniunga had five tackles for the New York football Giants. Daniel Sorensen had a sack and two tackles for the Chiefs. And Kyle Van Noy racked up six tackles over the weekend.
0: Kyle, I know a little banged up as well. We hope that it's not too serious. 19th-ranked BYU women's soccer opened the season with a 2-0 win against 18th-ranked Cal on Friday night. So an
1: upset, technically. Yes. Quite the upset. Huge upset. That's a great win, though, to start the season. In all seriousness, it absolutely is.
0: Now, the Cougars can really pull a huge upset if they can knock off number 3 Stanford tonight. Also in Hawaii, that game starts at 1 a.m. Eastern time, 11 p.m. Mountain.
1: Sports.com released a poll of over 100 Division I coaches and asked about the best offensive coach in all of college basketball. Dave Rose finished in sixth place at 6.8% just behind Mike Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. Ah, oh, Coach Krzyzewski. <laughs> remember, was that an ESPN commercial? <laughs> awesome. Can you spell
0: Krzyzewski without looking, Jeremy? No. Yeah, that's a tough one to do. BYU football all-access time now. The elite one, Mitch Matthews, is finally back practicing full speed. He says he's not quite where he wants to be in terms of conditioning, but other than that, he looks pretty good. Don't take it from me. Take it from Mitch. Here's BYU Sports Nation all-access with the leading returning receiver. Mitch, technically this is your first... Scrimmage in Lavella Adverse Stadium since joining fall camp. How do you uh, think? How did you think, think uh, things went today? I think
3: it went really well. We had a lot of guys step up and make plays. Um... We didn't have any drops, which is huge. We had guys eager to play, and uh, guys are still competing for spots, uh, for starting spots, and I think it's really fun to see guys, you know, eager to play even two weeks into fall camp. Guys are still competing for spots, and it's fun to see, and that will continue. And I think it manifested itself today by how we scrimmaged. Played really well, a receiver. Do you feel like you are 100% now? Yeah, I feel like like I'm 100%. You know, my my conditioning um, needs to improve, and so does everyone else's. You know, we, we go to a new place, a new state. The breathing will be different. Um, game speed is always a little bit different. number of reps will be higher. So uh, my conditioning, I wanted to improve. But health-wise and um, speed-wise, I feel like I'm back to 100%, yes.
0: I know you're a competitor. How tough was it for you to watch the first uh, 10 days or so of practice and not be able to do anything?
3: You know, it's funny because uh, my surgery that I had was supposed to be a six-week recovery. And because I was so eager to get back on the field, my rehab hours were off the charts, and I made sure I came back uh, faster than what they thought I would. And I came back three weeks and two days um, from the time I had surgery, which is three weeks early. And just so I, because I knew the guys that I was, you know, going up against and competing against and playing with were, were doing really well, and I wanted my time to shine as well. So it's fun. I'm glad I have guys to to compete with and make me better and. Uh, um, I came back early because of them. So, Take us back a couple of
0: practices ago. First play that you're in goes for a touchdown from Taysom. Did you tell him, you
3: need to throw me the ball? <laughs> I said, get me back ready. Yeah, you know, I need help getting acclimated back, and I think that uh, I was really excited to be back, and he was excited to have me back, and so he made sure that uh, I got right back in the swing of things to get me ready for Nebraska.
0: Just how deep is this
3: wide receiver core this year? On paper, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. on paper, it looks good. On the field, it looks really good. Um, we have a lot of good guys. We have a lot of athletes. We're tall. We're fast. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that necessarily. I can't claim that we're the best receiving core that we've ever had because we haven't played in a game yet, right? But this is definitely the most deep as far as talent goes, uh, that I've ever seen since I've been here, and this is my fifth year here. So that's fun to see, and that makes me eager to get to that first game. How many guys do you expect to see the field at wide receiver this year? Um... Shoot, I have no idea. I think in the past years it's been, you know, six, seven guys, and so hopefully we we can add to that, and I think we have enough guys to do that, you know, and uh, we have enough guys to rotate with the starters, and so it keeps us fresh, and we're able to to go deep more. You know, if you just have two guys starting and they play 70 plays a game, then you can't really – going deep isn't an option anymore because you're so tired, but the fact that we have a lot of good guys that can rotate with us, it it helps a lot with our depth and um, being able to stretch the field. So for those that don't know what an inguinal sports hernia is, g- give us the uh, the 20-second version. So an inguinal hernia is not a sports hernia. It's just a, a lump in your lower abdomen that I had, and it's completely random. It wasn't caused from sports injury or anything, and it's a shorter recovery than a sports hernia. Um, it's a four- to six-week recovery, and uh, it's on your inguinal ligament. That's how it starts, and it was random. It hurt for a second, but I got surgery less than 24 hours later than when I found that I had it, and so kid know had a, a game to come up, and it wasn't too bad at all. You know, it gave my legs a chance to rest and uh, gave me an opportunity to come back early and get ready for practice. Are you tired of the elite conversation, Mitch? <laughs> no, I still hear it all the time. I still get it every time, but, you know, this stuff or fan Fest or anything, I still get it all the time, so it's funny. It's fun to talk about. You've embraced it then. I've embraced it. I have. <laughs> I won't deny it. Mitch, good to have you back on the field. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Mitch Matthews.
1: You got to love it, man. It's, it's a thing, man.
0: We are releasing a commercial tomorrow featuring the elite one, Mitch Matthews.
1: Very fun to shoot. Uh, the injury that he sustained was not during the shoot with us. We just Absolutely want to make it was that not. clear. Okay? <laughs> that we know of.
0: The best thing he told me without hesitation was, are you 100%? Yes, I'm 100%. said the conditioning, like, yeah, I, I want to get my conditioning up, but I feel 100%. There's, there's nothing there, and that is great news.
1: That is great news, because he's got to be the leader. Nick Kurtz might end up with more touchdowns and catches, but Mitch is a senior, and Mitch has been on this team and been a go-to guy. He's got to be the leader of those receivers, even if Nick is a better receiver. The Mitch match. How
0: would you describe Robert and I, the offensive coordinator BYU, and his fire dance? He might feel like doing that after a nice a Mitch match. That's a complete miscalculation Touchdown, of catch. what
1: happened.
0: We discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU. <laughs> Excuse
1: me, BYU. <laughs> BYU. The turf monster got gotcha. you. <laughs> Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live Need some water? from Studio B. I love wow. some, but I don't have any water with me. Wow. That was a fail on my part. Man, that was Jay keeps 2011
0: Utah. With the... <laughs> no, it wow. wasn't. The I am was not even close to that.
1: Whoa. You're right, it wasn't. Number one in the worst play in BYU football history. How about number one in the greatest <laughs> plays of independence? Can we get the five and Drum again? I haven't been here when we've done that. Do we have that music? You, hey, there it is. You have not been no, here. No, one I've time. not been there. I'm turning it up so I can hear it. Next. Yes. The greatest plays of independence is down to the final matchup. After... 8 billion votes on BYUtv.org. We've gone from 16 to 8 to 4 to now the final matchup. It is the Hit 6 2012 Kyle Vannoy versus the Leap of Faith Taysom Hill in 2014. Go vote now on BYUtv.org for the greatest play in BYU football independence. I want to
0: give a shout out to everybody across BYU Sports Nation that got no helmet, no problem to the final four. That was, was well a played seed. on your was part. Was that even it, hard? Listen, it, it struggled. It won. It struggled in its two first two match matches. Barely, barely got there, but it was because people got on board. They they realized their errors, perhaps, Those, and started to vote again.
1: Yeah. So, hey, KVN versus Leap of Faith. We just looked. Right now, the hit six is leading. 68
0: or 69% to 32%.
1: 1,200 votes last week. So keep them coming on BYUTV.org for the greatest play in BYU football independence. Our Twitter question today What will
0: BYU football need to do in 2015 to get ranked in the top 25? Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. Speaking of hashtags, let's play hashtag this.
1: BYU Sports Nation says hashtag
0: this. It's been too long since we've done this. It has. So it's time that we end the drought and bring the hashtag awesomeness. Number one.
2: Hashtag this. Taysom Hill says he's ready to play against Nebraska right now.
0: Hashtag corn shucking. Taysom Hill is ready to go against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. There was a fan that was trolling BYU Sports Nation over the weekend saying they were going to roll BYU. Is that our fan? I love it so much. Let them get on their high horse and think that BYU is nothing. Wait until that guy sees Taysom Hill. He'll do the same thing the Texas fans did last year and unload on social
1: media. Hashtag get some, Nebraska. I sense this from Taysom. He is annoyed. Annoyed because he just wants to play. That's kind of the vibe I get from him. Obviously, there's preparation that still has to happen, but he seems like he's ready to go. Like, listen, I've rehabbed, I have uh, healed my ankle, I am ready to rock, and so I think BYU is going to come out and uh, have a great game against Nebraska. When Taysom starts using the word "look, guys," look, when he's saying that, that's that's his look. Look, look, you guys don't get it.
0: Look, (laughs) he's ready. I'm the quarterback. Look, (laughs) number two.
2: Hashtag this. BYU receiving two votes in the preseason AP Top 25.
1: I'll go first. Cool story, bro. It's nice to be in there. It'd be nice to be ranked. BYU doesn't deserve to be ranked. BYU gets a couple of votes from dudes, you know, and it's all like in Pittsburgh. Like, yay! Your hashtag was hashtag cool Cool story, bro. (laughs) That's my hashtag. Yeah. Like, yay! It's nice to receive votes. It is. I would rather receive votes than not receive votes. Yeah. Great. Awesome.
0: Hashtag straight cash, homie. (laughs) For two votes, It's like a dollar, <laughs> no, I had to bring it back though. Oh, okay. After you brought it up Straight on the cash, show, homie, yeah. that has nothing to do with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. This is this is ridiculous. You're like the stock market. You can. You're better at predicting the stock market than you are like trying hey, to predict what the final rankings will be at the end of the college Way to bring that up season. today. You
1: and I are losing half our four hundred one k or something. It'll bounce told. back. Ah! It, it'll bounce back. Point is, two votes,
0: great. Twenty seven votes, awesome. If BYU is not ranked, they're not ranked. The important part is to win big games early in the season and get ranked.
1: But it does help if you're in a good position to leap. Like if BYU beats Nebraska, I don't see them showing fourteen spots to be ranked. I see them just outside. It depends on the But if they you do. beat Boise yeah. State, now you're in. All right, there we go. Win big games early. Number three.
2: Hashtag this. Dave Rose is one of the best offensive coaches in college hoops. Dave
1: Rose deserves the credit. He's the head ball coach, right? But hashtag Terry Nashef. This dude is the offensive coordinator. By the way, Terry was the defense coordinator, and BYU had a pretty good defense when he ran it. I think Terry Nashef is an underrated coach, maybe a head coach in the future somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know where. But Terry Nashef is doing a great job under the leadership of Dave Rose to make sure that BYU has a top 10 offense year in and year out. They, they're they fun style of play. They're great.
0: Every Rose has a hashtag. Every Rose has its thorn, except Dave Rose. <laughs> Okay, that was bad. That was just a stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I know. Okay? I know. That was really bad. I'm not even gonna give you a reason for that one. Yeah, let's just go to number let's four. Let's just go to number four.
2: <laughs> Hashtag this, Cosmo jumping out of a plane.
1: Hecka awesome. Hashtag hecka awesome. Who jumps out of a plane with limited vision? Like everyone has goggles, you know, you're not peripheral, whatever. The dude's in a costume. I mean, his skin. He's Cosmo. Did they have to like
0: duct tape that head on to
1: make yeah, sure that like <laughs> didn't fly? <laughs> and he had like an American. He had you know unfurled behind him like this American flag thing. It was. It's cool. Cosmo is one of the best mascots in the United States of America and Canada.
0: Hashtag our mascot is cooler than yours. Seriously, can, po- you, look- can you can you one up that any mascot in America? Can you one up skydiving in your full costume?
1: I haven't seen it. With no pack, like Travis Pastrana, that would be next level. I haven't seen it. I miss Nitro Circus, by the way. I miss it a lot. Number five.
2: Hashtag this. Robert and I is a fire dancer.
1: Hashtag Dr. Fire Color? What doesn't this guy do? He has a statue in his form in Hawaii of uh, someone else. I forget the dude's name, but it's Robert and I as a college student at BYU. He has a doctoral degree. He's the offensive coordinator at BYU, and he can... Hurl the flames. Who is this guy? Who is Dr. Bob? He needs his own thing on Inside BYU Football. You better believe he's not going to let him. But but I want to see more about Dr. Bob. Hashtag classic Robbo.
0: Who was it that called him Robbo? Was it ECU's head coach? Oh, Ruffin McNeil?
1: (laughs) His homie? He called him Robbo?
0: Classic Robbo. Robbo. He is the most interesting man at BYU. Robert and I. I am not sure what you, you're I'm going, going to get out of any time I, I have interaction with
1: him. He called us thing one and thing two last year. I don't he doesn't know our names. <laughs> he has no hey, hey boys. What are you what are you doing here? Uh, I I want you know a what I really miscalculation of what happened. <laughs> that
0: happened last year. That happened during that interview. That's thing right. one and thing two interview.
1: Maybe the most classic line that's that a that will play
0: back in the history
1: of this program. What
0: was funny about that is it wasn't a miscalculation. It wasn't. I will defend that to you, the bitter end. You said end.
1: something, and he, and he said that to you, like you're totally wrong. But that's how I said. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope BYU doesn't miscalculate anything in 12 days. Oh, classic Robo.
0: Ruffin McNeil. Great interview, by the way. Only he could say that. We can't say that I know. to Dr. Bob. I did talk to Robert and I about that. Said, hey, Ruffin McNeil called you Robbo there, and he got a pretty good chuckle out of that. Good stuff. And hurled some fire. <laughs> and then he took to the fire
1: stick. If you haven't seen that, check it out. We tweeted it out.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation, if you've missed anything, good news. We're about to get you caught up in the Cougar Whip Round. Plus, who deserves today's rise and shout? There are a number of worthy candidates. Robo BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com.
1: Help when you need it most. I say whip it good. It's time for the Cougar whip Around Football. Cougar scrimmaged on Saturday as the team gears up to start preparations for Nebraska this Thursday. Wide receivers Trey Dye and David Kessler had notable performances in the scrimmage. There is media availability today right after the show, in fact. We're going to go over and watch practice, do some interviews. We'll periscope those live interviews at about 2.30 uh, Eastern time at BYU TV Sports. Soccer
0: goals from Alena Medeiros and Ashley Hatch led the 19th-ranked Cougars to a victory over number no. 18 California. BYU now takes on third-ranked Stanford today, 1 a.m. Eastern time in Hawaii.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Juan Yunga had five tackles for the Giants in a 22-12 win over the Jaguars. Daniel Sorensen had a sack and two tackles as the Chiefs beat my now Seahawks. Kyle Van continues to miss practice for the Lions, with which lot in what Lions coach says is more than normal training bumps and bruises. Men's basketball. Use my anchor voice for this one.
0: Men's basketball will continue playing in Europe today, taking on the European Basketball Academy in an hour. In a CBS Sports poll of NCAA coaches, Dave Rose was voted the sixth best offensive coach in the NCAA.
2: Cougars in the PGA.
1: Man, I'm glad we don't speak like that. Daniel Summer has finished tied for 43rd at 700 at the Wyndham Championship.
2: Cougars in the Association.
0: You got a nice paycheck for it, too. Jennifer Hampson deflected a career-high four blocks Ooh. while recording five rebounds and four points. She only played nine minutes. Pretty good nine minutes. The L.A. Sparks beat the San Antonio Stars 90-59. to
2: Men's volleyball.
1: Taylor Sander had 12 kills in two blocks. Team USA lost to Brazil in five sets on Sunday in the USV Cup, USA V Cup in Southern California. Also, BYU signee Brandon Oberrender and Team USA finished seventh in the Youth World Championships in Argentina.
0: Baseball. Former Cougar Taylor Cole, eight shutout innings, and a win was six strikeouts. The New Hampshire Fishercats beat Binghamton. Four to three. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. It goes to Cosmo. He jumped out of a plane, people. Yeah.
1: Greater than fire sticks, greater than catch.
0: What is our elite tweet of the day? How about at Kay Wilkins? Keep Taysom Hill upright all season and play assignment sound defense. Hashtag New Year's Bowl. He's wow. up? They win 10 games. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Richard Orr. See you tomorrow.